Next on BYU Sports Nation, the significant six. BYU needs to win the final six games of the regular season to ensure bowl eligibility. Do you think they can do it? Blaine Fowler drops knowledge in Studio B today. What does he expect the identity of this BYU offense to be over the final six games? And we'll chat with the national writer who says BYU is the most disappointing team in the country. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. Sports time. BYU Sports Nation is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Tuesday, October 17th, a significant day for hoops. More on that in a moment. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton is fighting the foo with Dave Grohl. So I'm joined by NBA aficionado, Jason Shepard. Ah, yes. Tonight is opening night That's in right. the National Basketball Association. Or as I like to call it, the association. Oh, you like to just hit Cougars it in the association. You know what I like to think of when I hear NBA? Yeah. The SNL skit on the... If you haven't seen it, yeah. please do. Basically, the, the John Tesh-created... NBA on NBC yes. theme, which is the basically the anthem of my childhood. It is one of the best theme songs of all time. Yes. A, and SNL did a skit where John Tesh's brother actually like sang Dave words Tesh. to it. I'm not even sure that there is. And they were, ba-ba-ba-ba-ba, basketball, gimme, gimme, gimme the ball, because I'm gonna dunk it. Yeah! <laughs> Some of the greatest uh, lyrics in the history of uh, mankind. You know, the only thing that was missing from you and I doing that was a really awkward high five afterwards. And a mullet. <laughs> yeah, those two things. Celtics, Cavs tonight, Rockets, Warriors. Yes, I'm playing fantasy basketball. Oh, you did do yeah, that? Yeah, so I had a draft last night. I haven't played fantasy basketball in a long time. But I got Kyrie, I got Kawhi Leonard, so I'm a happy camper. I'm okay. good. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. not bad. That's kind of the motto of my life. It's It's not bad. <laughs> But the NBA season starts uh, tonight, and by the way, BYU uh, and the West Coast Conference Basketball Media Days coming up uh, tomorrow and Thursday. We will do the show live from Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas tomorrow and Thursday. So, exciting times. With that in mind, here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football continues prep for the first ever trip to the Carolinas. At East Carolina, Saturday, after seven games, Cougar offense, third worst in points and yards. Don't tell anybody. Wide receiver Neil Pau told the media yesterday, Ty Detmer laid into the offense. Um, It was good to see Ty today kind of just go off on us. I think we needed it um, to kind of fire something. He's been, he's kind of let us be men and kind of conduct ourselves and control ourselves to to produce, but obviously, I don't know, one and six, a little change-up would be, I see, necessary. And today he kind of went off on us, which was good. And it was good if it produces results. Um, but we, in fact, BYU Sports Nation has actually secured an audio recording of the chewing out. We don't need to go how yeah. over how we got this. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't worry about it. But we, we did we did get some audio uh, of this. Let's go let's go ahead and play that if we could. Dag Nabbit, Ula, hold on to the dang ball. Do we have a healthy running back anyways? What, where's Squally? Kavika? Tanner, what does five mean to you? To me, I see five games without 200 yards passing this year. Do you know what five means to me? Five is in 5,000 yards my junior year. Throw it to Bushman. 
Again, exclusive audio for BYU Sports Nation of Ty Detmer at practice yesterday. And again, we, we can't say how we got it, but we would like to thank Rito Mahe for uh, acquiring that for us. Thank you. Uh, you weren't supposed to say that. Oh, that was, oh, that my was bad. not supposed to be. Uh, Reno said he wanted to discuss. So my bad, my bad. You can actually watch post practice interviews today on BYU TV's Sports Facebook page at one ten Eastern Time. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo was inducted into the Utah Sports Hall of Fame last night. Homo has been the AD at BYU since two thousand and five and played for the Cougars from nineteen seventy eight through nineteen eighty two. Congrats! That's awesome. Uh, and Tom Homo has done uh, tremendous things for Brigham. So, yeah, Hall of Famer now. Look at that. Riker Matthews is on the CFL All-Rookie Team as a right tackle. Matthews plays for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. He's a few years removed from having played at BYU, but in the CFL, still trying to make some dough, albeit Canadian. And uh, he's on the All-Rookie Team. Loonies? Is that what they are? I don't know. I think they I, went I, to the dollar. I honestly don't know. We'll have to wait till tomorrow. I have no idea. We'll have to wait till tomorrow's A Cool Thing About Canada with Gregory Bell to that's, get that question answered. That's right. The women's basketball team takes the court for the first time in the blue-white scrimmage tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time at the Marriott Center. Now, speaking of BYU hoops tomorrow, as Jerem mentioned, is the beginning of WCC Basketball Media Days in Las Vegas. BYU Sports Nation will broadcast live in the Orleans Arena tomorrow and Thursday, both days, two-hour specials live. That's right, baby. Four hours the next couple of days. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The Significant Six. Great nickname, Jason. Thank Thanks you. For that. Thank you. Let's get down to business, as Marie's brother would say, to defeat the Pirates. It's game one of six in the back half of the season for BYU football. Of course, in order to become bowl eligible, BYU needs to win the next six. They can win five and still have a shot, but it gets a little tricky. You win six, you're eligible, okay? And then uh, it's nice to have a relationship with ESPN. If BYU is bowl eligible, they will play in a bowl game, in my opinion. So what's ahead of BYU in the next six weeks as uh, every game counts toward bowl eligibility? Let's walk through it. At East Carolina, San Jose State, at Fresno State, at UNLV, UMass at home, and at Hawaii. This brings us to our Twitter question. Do you believe BYU will win the next six games? Why or why not? First tweet from uh, EK Bidge. It would be weird for them not to. BYU has never had a losing record at the end of the season since I was four years old. Let's see. So let's do the math on how since two th- they were born in 2000 then because the last losing record was 2004. So Wow. Okay. So EK Bidge, did you uh, tweet this from school? Yeah, are you, in, you are you a senior in high school? That should be uh, this should be school time. But you know what? That's all right. We we appreciate the love during school yes, time. Yes, we don't condone no 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 no, no. said action, but we love maybe the this interaction. is in between classes. He's walking to his next class. Yes, or, or it's an early lunch. Yes, or it's it's uh, parent teacher conferences. That's not the case. I don't think <laughs> on a Tuesday. Uh, the the thing about the last six people is that these teams stink. BYU stinks right now, too. But these teams stink. There's only one team above 500. It is Fresno State. They're 4-2. And, and, in fact, in the USA Today, 1-130 through 130 rankings, BYU's 111th. Four of the teams that BYU plays are behind BYU. UNLV, UMass, San Jose State, East Carolina, okay? East Carolina, third worst team in the country, according to that list. Fresno State, 81. Hawaii, 96. I don't think BYU is overmatched in any of these games, Okay. Yet, BYU has to win every one of them to ensure bowl eligibility. 
Jason Shepard, do you think that BYU will do this? Will they win all six? Yes, of course, BYU can win the final six games. This is not impossible. In fact, BYU should win the significant six. They should why, win Why out. should they? They just lost six I, in a row. Why should they? <laughs> As you mentioned, these are not world-beater teams, okay? And I understand. They're saying the same thing about They're looking at BYU going, like, oh, sweet. They're like, this BYU is not a world. I get it. I get it. There is too much talent on this team for this to continue against lesser competition. Okay. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah. If the Cougars are going to do it, though, they have to be mistake-free. Mistake-free football has to be the course moving forward. There is That's no, asking a lot. There is no room for a slip-up here. There is no time to figure it out. Mm -hmm. BYU has to take advantage of this opportunity against a significantly weaker schedule. Okay, how much weaker? That is our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The average record of BYU's remaining six opponents is two and five. So one game worse or better. One game better than BYU right now. There's a whole lot of – we need some Febreze up here because there's a whole lot of snaky teams. We are going to know so much about this BYU team after Saturday. I want to say something about East Carolina right now. We're supposed to talk about all six. I have to say it. I did a double take when doing some research about East Carolina. Talking about the defensive numbers? Yes. <laughs> I can't believe how bad East Carolina is on defense. They allow <clears> – <throat> 50 points a game and 600 yards. That's, that's I'm not, five I'm not zero. Kidding. 50 points. Wow. If BYU, who's the third worst team in the country on offense in points and yards, goes up against the worst defense and cannot score like 24 plus, that is a real issue. Okay, I will answer the question myself. Do you believe BYU win the next six games? I believe they can, just like you. I really do. I think that there's too much talent on this team. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Do I believe rationally that a team that just lost six in a row, albeit to five quality uh, you know, opponents of those six, I, I would say Utah State isn't quality. I would say BYU turned it over seven times and Bo Hodge got hurt. I would say that it's hard. I think that BYU is going to win four or five of these games. Six feels like a lot to ask this team right now. And luckily, they don't have to win six games on Saturday. They just have to win the one. But I think that getting but if it that, were possible to win all six on Saturday, that would be cool. That would be cool. I don't even know how that would work. <laughs> ECU oh, has played a really tough. It doesn't, Dave. It doesn't. We will. We will have Dave Rose on the program coming up the next couple days. Thursday, I think. I th- I think BYU can do this. I think the likelihood is low, though. In fact, ESPN FPI agrees with me. Three point two percent is the win out percentage. The reason being, Fresno State is a tough game. That game's yes. on the road. They're four and two. Jeff Tedford, remember him at Cal. Remember him beating BYU in the 2005 Vegas Bowl with Deshaun Jackson and Marshawn Lynch? That guy knows how to coach. He's back in California. He's back in the game. He did, in my 10-10, uh, and 10, he was like number three on the coaching list. They're way better than we thought. Hawaii's 3-4. and four. That's Thanksgiving weekend. That's a dangerous week as well. I see BYU winning at least four of these. I think five. I'm hoping for six. See, I'm with you in terms of, of all of the games remaining. The game at Fresno State concerns me the most because they're the ones that show the most promise. Yes. Now, to counter your argument about Coach Tedford, uh, Marshawn Lynch and Deshaun Jackson are not currently on the Fresno State. Who knows with Marshawn Lynch, though? He could be anywhere. I mean, he is in Oakland, so maybe, yeah. maybe he just makes the short drive and decides to play for his old coach. Yeah. I don't know. 
that game does worry me of all of them. And the funniest part about this was, I think in the offseason, we were looking at the schedule and breaking it down. You know, I think you and Spencer, maybe it was more Spencer, that was like, that game at Hawaii, that's... That, he, and, and, he was pushing the and Hawaii And I was like, you game. guys are crazy. Cougars are going to roll. Well, we didn't expect this to happen either. So I'm more concerned about that than I was. But of all of them, Fresno State's the one that concerns me the most right now. So it's the significant six. 71% win, out per, or win percentage versus ECU. Uh, 89% versus San Jose State. This from ESPN. 22 at Fresno State. 50.5 at UNLV. Are you kidding me? Wow. 82% against UMass and then 55 at Hawaii. So there's two kind of pick in there. There's one 22%. Man, these numbers are mind-blowing. The fact that UMass in Provo has uh 18.1% chance to beat BYU that high, that's still weird because they're 0 6. Hawaii, by the way, played a three-point game with UMass. So we'll we'll see at the beginning. We'll see where we end up. But do you believe BYU will win the next six games? Why or why not? Let's keep it rolling on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Let's check out some tweets. At Mr. Underscore Flintstone 94. No, I think all six of them is unrealistic. I do think they win most, hopefully five of them. I do hope I'm underestimating them. I'm along that line where I think four or five will happen. Six, that's, it's, it's tough to rationally say, yes, a team that just lost six will win six, even if they do mostly stink. <laughs> mostly at Laser Sheep. I think BYU will have a tough time with Fresno State and Hawaii. If they can manage to only lose one more game, I'll live. Like, would you be somewhat happy with winning five of six down the stretch? I mean, I mean, separate one and six. It's hard. But I would say, okay, that's good improvement. It's, that's yes, nice. it's improvement. But yes, you got to go goal, to a bowl game. Yeah. If you don't go to a bowl game, that's a bad season. I don't care who you are. You know, we, we talk so much about when BYU loses a game, there's, there's nothing to play for. You know, you hear that from fans all the time. Well, n- now there is something to play for. Yes. There's a bowl game to play for. It's win all six, and you will go to a bowl game. And if you beat Utah State, you would have had one game to give. Instead, you have to win all six in a row. Or Boise State. You what? <laughs> Come on, Such man. A weird season. At man. our green high. Yes, because we just have to. We have to win. Please. Coming up, SB Nation's Matt Brown says BYU is college football's most disappointing team. But does he think they can turn it around? We'll ask him. But first, Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, how does BYU just win Saturday against East Carolina, let alone the next six? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversations happening right now on Twitter. People follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Coming up tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and the app. It is after further review. Dave, Blaine, David, Brian. Looking back on Mississippi State, looking ahead to East Carolina. Again tonight, 7 p.m. Eastern time, AFR on BYU TV and the app. Our Twitter question today, do you believe BYU will win the next six games? Why or why not? At Melman Mark, who weighed in yesterday. Yes, the first seven games were wax on, wax off, and paint the fence. Shouldn't they feel invincible by now? Use the hashtag BYUSN. Thank you. Yes, excellent uh, technique there, Jason. Mr. Miyagi would be proud. Yes, and, and, a ma- and a man who used excellent technique as well, who is waxing on and waxing off as we speak, is Uncle B. Blaine Fowler. How you doing over there? Good. Wax on? 
Wax off. One of the greatest movies of all time. Hate defense. The Karate Kid. I love it. Okay, do you believe that BYU is ready to uh, reap the benefits of the first seven games, which were really tough and which were one and six, to win six in a row? Do you think they can win six in a row and get to a bowl game? I, I think that I really believe they can win five of six. I think Fresno State is pretty good football team. I think East Carolina on the road is a big challenge, especially coming off of what they've come off of. I actually, if BYU comes away with a nice victory at East Carolina and then they beat San Jose State, I feel good about Fresno State because I feel like they could get some positive momentum because right now confidence is not something that abounds on this football team. And I think they believe they can win, but if they get in games early and they get down, you know, do you start to have some self-doubt? And so I think these two games are really, really important. So ask me after these two games if they, I think they can win six in a row, and it will depend on how they play here. At that point, it will be four in a row. Right. right. So <laughs> can they win four in a row to win out? Can they yes. beat Fresno State? So right now, yes. Fresno State looms to me as a team talent-wise that's very similar, um, that's pretty confident, that, that could match up with BYU, and, uh, and it could cause a problem. I feel like if BYU's on a roll, winning two games and starting to be confident and understanding who they are, that they have a chance to win six. Now, if I were to predict, I'd say, well, they probably win five out of six. Um, and that'd be pretty good for a team that just yeah. lost six in a row. Yeah. I, if those teams stink. So, so my, that's what my expectation is. Could they exceed my expectation? Sure. You know, it's, I think this game is really, really important because I think East Carolina is coming into this thing with a chip on their shoulders going, okay, we've played – a crazy schedule. We've we've learned from this. We've gotten beaten up. Now we're going to play teams that match up with us physically better. They're saying the exact same things that BYU's saying. Yes. And so this is a battle of two teams that are trying to find their identity, that have decent skill, that are both young. They're very different. Um, but but I think early in this game is going to be very telling because one team's going to gain confidence early, and the other may go crap. We're not that good. Like, we should be matching up with these guys, and we're not. And so we'll see how that goes. First half is big to me in this game. From an on-the-field perspective, have you seen anything that lets you know or, or gives you more confidence that not necessarily just winning all six, but just getting on a winning streak is possible? Utah State tells me that. So, I, you know, we watch, I watch every single play of every single game on, coach, on film. So I get to see the All-22 and what's going on. I believe that the back half of the schedule, the team's talent level, are very similar to Utah State. That's more of what they're going to see. Three and four right now. Right. And so BYU manhandled Utah State at the line of scrimmage. They, BYU could have been minus three in turnover margin and beaten Utah State. So BYU wants to run the football. In order to run the football, you have to be able to control the line of scrimmage. They did that against Utah State. So my hope is that against these teams, when they don't have the kind of speed and size that Mississippi State or LSU or Wisconsin has up front, or even Utah for that matter, that they can, they can match up better. Now, I, they match up okay with Boise State. They didn't get manhandled, but Boise State's execution was at a much higher level than They're BYU's clean, was. They, they were so good and so confident. They've got a veteran quarterback in Ripon that played well. And so – but – And people get this wrong. I said last week after the game that that game was only the second time this year that I felt like BYU couldn't compete physically. And then, you know, the people that tweet out what we're saying said this is only the second game that BYU couldn't compete. They forgot to put the physically on the end. Minor detail. Right, minor detail. I didn't say they competed with LSU. I didn't say that, that, you know, in these games that they've lost. Physically, they didn't get beat up at the line of scrimmage, and just lose every single solitary one-on-one battle. They had a lot of assignment errors against LSU in the wrong gaps defensively, you know, drop balls, things like that. Um, 
Wisconsin just beat the heck out of them at the line of scrimmage. Mississippi State did the same. Very discouraging. Um, but that's not going to happen the rest of the season. They're not playing anybody that's just going to manhandle them at the line of scrimmage, physically beat them up. So now it becomes an execution thing. And execution is about confidence and believing in what you're doing. So these next two games are really important. they, they got to go out against East Carolina. Physically, they're going to match up just fine. In fact, they probably should have an advantage up front. East Carolina can't stop anybody from running the football. And I know that BYU is like 125 in the country and rushing offense, but that's what they want to do. And we saw a glimpse of what they can be against Utah State running it. So if they can go out and dominate the line of scrimmage, um, they have a chance to, to play well and control the clock and do those things against East Carolina. They can win that game, but they can't turn it over a bunch of times. They can't have a huge execution uh, issues. And so that's my big question. I don't know if they can do that. They haven't shown that they can do it, but they've played against superior talent most of the year. You know, and so now they got a chance to match up. If they can keep things clean, certainly they, they can get on a roll here. And I think these, these two games, especially this one coming up Saturday, are important. Meanwhile, East Carolina, as we talk with Blaine Fowler here on BYU Sports Nation, they've played a tough schedule too. They've yes. played James Madison, the FCS national champ. By the way, College Game Day was there last week. West Virginia. Uh, Central Florida, South Florida. They'll play Memphis later, who's ranked now. That's a tough schedule as well. I had to do a double take on some of the statistics with East Carolina. I can't believe this point. They're giving up 50 points a game and 600 yards. Worst in the country in, in points and, and yards. If BYU can't get it going this week on offense, then it, they, they just can't do it. Well, some, sometimes things are about matchups. Now, here's the good news. Because I'm looking at I'm, – I'm trying to break it down, and I'm going, well, maybe they're really, really horrific in pass defense, but they're decent in run defense. And BYU wants to run the ball. That would be a bad matchup. No, they're bad in both. So they can't stop – When you stop. give up 600, yeah. you're they, just no, bad. They're, they're like 126 bad. in rush defense and 127th in pass defense, so they're 129th overall. So, so they haven't been able to stop anybody from doing anything. 50 points right. a game. So do I think BYU is going to go out and throw it all over the place? Well, that's not the personality of this team right now. I think they'll maybe have more success in the past game that they had. To me, the key is can they push them around, which if you go watch them on film, other teams have just pushed them around defensively. They pushed their front seven around, and they've been able to run the football. Mainly now, in the second half, too. And, and here's the thing. East Carolina, they throw it around. Yes. Like, they throw it around. They're they they spread it out, and they get the ball, and they distribute it to multiple receivers, and they get it out. But remember, they're, they're playing from behind in almost every game they've played in. So it's yes. just like nothing to lose. Let's just throw it all Maybe over the Maybe soft place. coverage, right. potentially. And, so, so, and they racked up a lot of yards in second half of games trying to catch up throwing the football. And so so for BYU, I mean, it's a big challenge. This is different than, than anything they've really faced. A team that really hasn't run it that effectively, but they've been throwing it because they've been behind. They're going to spread you out and throw it. So, so BYU has to be really disciplined in their coverages. they got to keep things in front of them. They've got to rally, make them throw the check down route and then rally and get in a three-yard ball. That's what you got to do because they're going to complete balls. East Carolina is going to complete balls. You can't let them get home runs over the top because those are game breakers. And then for BYU offensively, you don't want to get in a scoring match with these guys. You don't, you don't want to get in that a— That ain't going to work for BYU. because no, BYU's not prepared. They don't have experience this year in those types of games. So BYU's best bet is to run the football, to get in the huddle, to force the— East Carolina, they're not going to be good offensively unless they can get a rhythm. Throwing teams need to have rhythm. If they're sitting on a sideline for extended periods of time while BYU grinds it out and gets first downs and then goes down to score, now they're going to come back out. It's going to be like they're starting all over again on that drive. That's the kind of game you want against these guys. You want to control the line of scrimmage. You want to run the football. You want to play action pass and get some big plays over the top and not give up big plays. 
But most important thing for BYU, period, in these last six games, they have to figure out a way to protect the football and not turn it over. They can do that. If if they can do that, then they should have a chance to win every game because physically they're going to match up. If you're minus one, minus two, minus three in turnover margin, now you're, you're giving yourself a chance to lose in every one of these games. That can't happen, so that's at a premium in the back half. If the – Objective for the BYU offense is to just get better at execution. And as you mentioned, that comes with experience. It's a, a product of being confident. Where, How much of an improvement do you expect to see execution-wise coming off of the stretch that we've seen from BYU? Well, it's Utah State game, I saw a major jump forward um, in, in the way the line blocked and the way they ran the football. But the turnovers were just – Unbelievable. I mean, how many times does that happen over the years that a team has minus six in turnover margin in a game? It just doesn't typically Crazy. happen. And they were putting the ball on the ground. And then and I felt like they had a step backward against Mississippi State, but it was because, as I mentioned, for the second time this year, I felt like they got manhandled on why physically they got beat up. So that's a hard one to judge. It's hard to execute when you can't win one-on-one battles at all, when you're not holding your own up front. So I, I think we're going to see more like what we saw against Utah State over these next six, especially this week, where they, they can make plays at the line of scrimmage. They can create seams in the defense to run the ball. They can get receivers open and protect the quarterback offensively. I expect them to take a big step forward. And, and as we've already documented, you guys have been talking about it this morning, East Carolina has struggled defensively. This is not a team that's coming in going, hey, now here's a team we can stop. In their minds, they're telling themselves, hey, this is a, this is a one in six team just like us. We can stop this team. But if BYU moves the football early and gets a couple of touchdowns, they're going to go, man, we, we can't stop anybody. I mean, that, those doubts. So far, that's yeah, true. Those doubts start to come in. Um, and so two teams with a fragile psyche right now, mm-hmm. early in the game is important. Um, and, and I think that BYU needs to win the line of scrimmage. And I think they can win the line of scrimmage against this football team. And then defensively, when you're always at risk when teams are spreading out and throwing it around that a three-yard throw – turns into a 70-yard touchdown. They just can't do that. They've got to be sound, and they've got to keep leverage. So the outside guy's got to stay outside. The alley runner's got to stay in the alley, and the inside guy's got to go inside out. So they're not getting one-on-one matchups in the open field and having a risk of missing a tackle and having a guy go. Three guys minimum rallying to the ball every time, keeping leverage. And you know what that is? That's trust. You have to trust the guys next to you to do what they're supposed to do. And too many times this year, when BYU's gotten behind or they're getting beat up by these really good teams, we see guys getting out of their assignment and going, oh, if I don't get inside on this, my guys aren't going to make a play. i got to go make a play. And then the running back or the receiver bounces it outside and they get a big play. And it's just like you have got to trust the guy next to you, and, and we have to see that from BYU moving forward. Because now if they trust one another – they're not going to lose all these one-on-one matchups like they did against Wisconsin and like they did against Mississippi State. They can hold their own. Now you got to go, I know my, my guy right here, my man, is going to do his job. All i got to do is my job, and, and we're going to win. And that's the mentality they have to have here moving forward because they're not going to play another team like Mississippi State, and they're not going to play another team like Wisconsin. Uh, they're not even going to play another team like LSU. BYU fans are funny to me. LSU goes out and loses to Troy, and they play horrifically. They turn the ball over. They just can't get going. And everybody says, man, LSU is horrible. Look at BYU lost to a horrible team. Guess what? They're ranked again this week. Yeah. They're ranked again. They just they beat, beat a top Florida. 10 team. They beat Florida. And then who did they just beat this week? Auburn? They beat Auburn. Yeah, that's who they beat, I thought right? they beat Auburn. Yeah. So, so, then so they guess come what? Out. Yeah. Guess what, fans? LSU doesn't stink. 
They're back to being good again, okay? BYU's schedule was really good in the first half of the year. (laughs) They beat Auburn. But BYU did not do what they needed to do against the teams that they matched up with. They should have beaten Utah State handily, and they did not. That's a lost opportunity. That's bad. That was very, very discouraging. And now you have to win and, six in a row. And they should have matched up better with Boise State, and they didn't execute. That was bad. They had an opportunity against Utah where they matched up physically pretty well. They had the football at the end of the game with two minutes to go and down by six. They needed to go down and win the football game. But Utah thinks they can win those games and they can make a play. And right now, BYU's not in that mode. That's, that's a yeah. switch that has to take place for them. to. But when you got your really young guys at all your key positions, best running back's a freshman. Best defensive lineman's a freshman. Best receiver is a sophomore that's hardly played. Best tight end is a freshman. Quarterback merry-go-round because your veteran guy's been hurt and you've had to change the offense to accommodate that he can't move. Smells like and, one and six. Yeah, and so those are the things that when you get in a game where you have the ball with six down and two minutes to go, you drop balls and you don't make plays. You know, and so we have to have a fundamental change in mindset, and we got to get some experience. And I'm okay with where we're at right now. I'm disappointed. Feel like they should have three, maybe. You know, I'd be so pumped with three wins right now. So we're behind where we should be, but I have hope for the back half of the season that somehow they can get some confidence. BYU in East Carolina coming up Saturday. You can uh, see the breakdown with Blaine Fowler tonight, seven Eastern on After Further Review, and then of course countdown to kickoff at six Eastern on Saturday. Thanks, Blaine. All right, guys, check it out tonight. Coming up, Lauren McLean goes between the lines with Spencer and Jerem as they make a hamburger. Looks pretty good, by the way. Oh, What's that all about? I'm super hungry. I want it right now. Next, Matt Brown of SB Nation says BYU is the most disappointing team in the country. I can't wait to have that discussion. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back. Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. We're also on demand anytime, anywhere. BYU football with Kalani Satake is tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV, BYU Radio, as well as the apps. Tonight's special guest, the Kiwi Cowboy, Johnny Linehan in studio. Punting, kicking, and loving every day. We, we might be playing that tonight. We'll see. Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. BYU football continues preparation for the game against East Carolina. First trip to the Carolinas ever for BYU football. Coming up this Saturday, countdown to kickoff at 6 Eastern time. After seven games, the Cougar offense is third worst in points and yards. They hope to improve on that against the nation's worst defense. Yeah, practice interviews today on BYU TV Sports Facebook page at 110 Eastern time. BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo was inducted into the Utah Sports Hall of Fame last night. Holmo's been the AD at BYU since 2005. He was also a player for the Cougars from 1978 through 1982. I don't think people realize that he has four Super Bowl rings as well. Three as a player, one as a coach. That's unbelievable. He, he's, he, he was a fantastic player. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Riker Matthews, also uh, our third headline on the CFL All-Rookie Team, as a right tackle. Matthews plays for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. I think that's your favorite CFL team. Um, I don't have a CFL team. It's the Ottawa Red Blacks? No, it's not a tiger. It's not a cat. It's a tiger cat which is some hybrid of the two. I don't know. <laughs> but not a Cougar. But not a Cougar, no. The women's basketball team takes the court tonight for the first time. It's the blue-white scrimmage at 9 p.m. Eastern time at the Marriott Center. And speaking of BYU hoops, tomorrow's the beginning of the WCC Basketball Media Days in Las Vegas. BYU Sports Nation will be live from the Orleans Arena tomorrow and Thursday, both days, two-hour specials. SB Nation's Matt Brown wrote an article talking about the most disappointing team in the country. Surprise, surprise, it's the Brighamites of BYU. He the real pick-me-up. On the Deseret First <laughs> Credit Union hotline, Matt is a friend of the program. Matt, what is up, my brother? 
Hey, fellas, thanks, thanks for having me here, especially uh, having me after I, I wrote a story in a headline that uh, I'm sure is just what everybody wants to be talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, but, it's always a pleasure. But is it, is it true or not? I, I, I tend to agree with you, given the way the BYU's been um, you know, the last 12 years, going to bowl games, winning about an average of eight games, which to me is kind of the minimum threshold for a good team in college yeah. football. So for those who haven't read the article, uh, summarize why you think BYU is the most disappointing team in college football this year. Sure. So I got a lot of feedback on, on my, in my timeline <laughs> about this particular uh, headline from lots of fan bases. And uh, the reason that I, I picked this, right, is like it, the, I define most disappointing as a team with the biggest gap between what they were projected to be and what they actually are. Sure. Right? There's a lot of different metrics you can use to figure out you know, what a team was supposed to be. Uh, at SB Nation, we uh, put a lot of emphasis on something that we think is the quintessence of advanced stats, uh, and that's the S&P Plus rankings. Those are, that, that's, that's what evaluates a team on a, uh, adjusted for tempo and how they perform on a per-play basis. So going into the season, BYU is projected to be about 48th, which is about what they've been for like the last decade, right? I guess the team that's around top 50, top 40. Vegas has an over-under with BYU, I think, between 8 and 10 wins, depending on the book. And if you look at S&P Plus now, they're one of the absolute worst teams in the country. They're worse than Coastal Carolina. They're worse than Massachusetts. They're worse than Rutgers. Um, worse than and- UMass? Worth it by one point. By, oh, by, wow. by one point, yeah. Um, the BYU still projected to, is most more likely than not to beat UMass. So, like, that's the biggest gap in the country. It's bigger than Tennessee. It's bigger than Florida State. Um, and it's bigger than some of the teams that we thought were going to stink and then actually do, in fact, stink, like Kansas. So that's why I, I wrote that headline. In the piece, there was a very interesting question that really jumped out to me. In there, there's a question, is this just a blip on the radar or the beginning of a longer rebuild? What do you think the answer to that question is? Man, that's, that's, that's tough. I, I can tell you going into this season, you know, I'm, I'm happy to put myself on blast. Like, I didn't think this was going to be a rebuilding year at all. I think the last time we talked was before the year, and I, I think I was with most people that thought, yeah, this is probably an eight or nine win team that could steal uh, a game or two in the beginning of the month. And if you want to take the optimistic view, um, you can look into this offense and say, well, you're bringing back all your quarterbacks. Um, you should bring back every running back that's touched the ball. You should bring back almost every wide receiver, and you're getting some reinforcements along your offensive line. So, like, just by virtue of returning that much experience, you almost can't be this bad again. Um, but, you know, the, the schedule's going to be pretty hard again next year, too. Um, and, uh, you know, from, from watching the team this year, I'm not sure if it's really defined exactly what their offensive identity is supposed to be. And you can return a bunch of players. But if those players aren't productive and don't improve, you're not looking at a, at a, at a big improvement. So I, I wouldn't, you know, based on what I've watched so far this year, I'm not, I don't see like a 9 or a 10 win team next season, but there's still plenty more games left to be played. Matt Brown of SB Nation is on BYU Sports Nation. The Cougars hoping to win the next six and salvage something from this year, and going to a bowl game I think would be quite the uh, event given a six-game losing streak, the longest streak since 1968 at BYU. Looking at that schedule, and we've talked about it, you know, Fresno State's the best team at 4-2, and two, and then it's a bunch of sub-500 teams. Do you think this 1-6 BYU team can win six in a row? They, they can. You know, the, the math, you know, for the efficiency data doesn't really like their chances because it sees a lot of these, several of these games as close to toss-ups. But, like, none of them are really very good. So, so sure, if, if the, you know, offensive efficiency just improves a little bit, they, they, they can win. You know, East Carolina... 
uh, has a has just a horrific defense. I watched UNLV a fair amount this year, and like that defense is really really bad. So it's it's possible. But I, for me, I almost think that the bigger goal is less about whether BYU you know gets to 500 and, and plays in some lower tier bowl game or not, but whether individual playmakers at the skill position town um, really separate themselves over the next six weeks. Because if you miss a bowl game, but then you could say, we've clearly identified this is our running back, and these are the two wide receivers that we know we're going to depend on next year. And here's this upward trajectory. I think that's probably better for BYU's long-term future than, you know, winning a couple of, like, 15 to 12, you know, kind of games against UNLV than eking into a CUSA bowl game. Well, this was a conversation full of positivity for the fan base. <laughs> Matt, we call you the Vin Diesel of our program because we go fast and furious. We appreciate the time, brother. <laughs> you bet. Hey, listen, listen. I, I'll, I'll, I'll just end here with this. <laughs> going to East, you're going to East Carolina, right? Right. Yes. There is good news here. Uh, that's a really fun place to watch a college football game, and there's really, really good food. So yes, if, you are yes. on, if you live in the East Thank and you're you. listening to this, like, trust, trust me on this. Go to Greenville. You're going to love it. There's going to be 50,000, you know, very polite, passionate fans. You're going to get excellent barbecue, um, and you're going to, you know, what more can you want out of that? Sometimes the football games aren't good, but you'll eat well. You saved the interview. Matt, we appreciate the time. Thanks, brother. (laughs) Yeah, you bet. Take care, fellas. Matt Brown on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He just had a book, by the way, that he released recently, The Book of What If, A Closer Look at College Football's Great Questions. Check it out. Hey, coming up, Cougar Hoops begins tonight. That's right. Also, more in the Cougar Whip Around coming up. How many days away are we? We'll get to that. But first, BYU Sports Nation gets its own hamburger, and it's delicious. Between the Lines takes us to the wall. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. What up? Jeremy and Jason live from Studio B with your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 Eastern time. BYU Sports Nation will be in Las Vegas live tomorrow and on Thursday. It's WCC Media Days live from 12 until 2 Eastern. You can check it out on BYU TV, BYU Radio Live, two-hour shows both days. And tomorrow we will be that much closer to hoops season. Countdown to the Delta Devils. 25 days. I was I was I was mesmerized like, by the raspiness Delta of, Devils. of the Delta Devils toss there. Well, that's what uh, the devil sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> Our Twitter question, do you believe BYU will win the next six games? Why are we not at B7 Barnes? Greatness is forged in the furnace of adversity. This will only be a memory of growing pains. Hashtag Kalani is BYU. Hashtag keep Great show, pain. too, by the way, growing pains. Yeah. Show me that smile. <laughs> Did you know The Wall is one of BYU's (laughs) hottest hangout spots and features incredible foods, including the 2017 Best of State Gourmet Burger? It's on campus, and it's awesome. The only thing missing there is two middle-aged vanilla men (laughs) trying to create their own burger. Thank you, Jamal Williams, for that. Wait for it. Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Of course, Jeremy Spencer wanted to get in on the action. Chef John took us behind the scenes as the guys created their own masterpiece, aptly called the Blue Goggle Bacon Burger. Check it out. What's up, guys? I'm McLean of BYU Fancy seeing you here. Yes. But I want to know, are you guys ready to make your Blue Goggle Bacon Burger? Yeah! Get out of here! What's up? I'm Lauren. Hi, Chef John. 
Hi, Chef John. Chef John, good to see you. We know John. Good to see you guys. You guys ready? Yeah, of course. I'm going to show them how to cook something. This one's cooler, so I get this one. Like the show, I'm number two. All right, we're going to make this this awesome burger. So we got some ingredients here. In the theme of you guys, we got these hamburger buns. Dyed or mold? Mold. Behind you guys, we have some blue cheese fondue, Mm. and then we made a bacon jam. Let's take your beef patties. I'm gonna slab them down on the grill right here. Paper up, yep, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Okay. I'm gonna show you guys how to toast one bun and you guys are gonna do the other one. This is the wheel of goodness right here. (laughs) Wheel of butter! I literally yelled that without you knowing at the same time. You guys are kind of scaring me, but uh, hey, we want fries, right? Fries, Fries. we want fries. I'll have you guys dump them in. Just be careful, please. We're gonna make some crispy onion rings. You guys are gonna leave here being offensive linemen. Let's take some onions, toss them around in the flour a little bit. Okay. Okay, let's drop them into our... John, how's that form so far? Sloppy, but you know... Typical. We gotta gotta work with that, so... (laughs) Let's take those and let's move them 90 degrees. There you go. The thing no one talks about in this process is that John already made the patty. He already made the. He already had the stuff chopped up like. It's just like Rachel Ray, like you cut to the end and it's all done. How do you not have like third degree burns in here? You just suck it up. (laughs) Yes, John. Let's just chop them right into the fry there. Be careful! Oh my god! (laughs) All right, let's check out burgers here. Let's flip them over. Flip master. Flip them over. Whoa. Some pepper jack cheese. Yes, the best cheese is pepper jack spice. Let's drop our fries. Whoa, Lift up whoa. and then down. Okay. Uh, All right, it yeah. does have an extra. Not the hairy face, Spencer. Let's put our lettuce tomato onion down there. Well, really? One is not like the other right now. <laughs> you just described the show. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we can right. hear the sizzle. Yeah. Let's take our blue cheese fondue over there. Okay. The blue cheese fondue, I feel like, is going to be a massive hit on this burger. So let's have you take our bacon jam, and let's put it right on top of the blue cheese fondue. This looks amazing. Jerem is, like, such a happy person right now thinking about the whole idea of this. So here we got our crispy fried onions. Okay. Look at the tossing. All right. So you want to toss these in some salt and pepper? There you go. It does take two. Oh my goodness, this looks amazing. Okay, let's take the fries. Wow, impressive. I really like that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that thing. Wow. Guys, let's try these burgers. Okay. It's almost like too pretty to eat. Okay, yeah, here we go. When you yeah. Mmm. Mm. Please yeah. speak Delicious. Your mouth right. The bacon jam, the bacon jam the is fondue. awesome. Come down to the wall and get this burger. Do it. The Blue, Blue Goggin bacon, bacon Burger. burger. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> so much cheesiness. In that whole thing. It was a limited Literally amount of cheese. There was some cheese. There I was guess. just a little bit of cheese. Yeah, blue yeah. cheese and a little pepper jack. Yes. Anyway, the blue goggle bacon burger is currently available at the wall, so make sure you go down and check it out. And no, the bun is not made of mold. It's just dyed blue. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for the wall for letting us come hang out with them and probably break some of their equipment. We Jeremy did not do that. There. We signed a waiver before. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> Next week on Between the Lines, we're going to be hanging out. With Kelly Hatanaka and Nathan Gonzalez from the Swim and Dive team as we do a lunch with Lauren. Follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL and use the hashtag BYUBTL. We were sweating bullets back then. It was really warm. And later, you, you, we, we uh, you know, cut off half of whatever. You got to eat some of it. What did you think? I did get to eat some. Yeah. 
Yeah, they weren't just leaving me out. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm okay. That was not an accurate portrayal of the when I saw <laughs> When I just saw like, the Lord, blue... this is really good. <laughs> oh, I wish you could have a bite. Sorry. It's gone. No, when they, uh, yeah, when they showed me the blue bun, I was like, oh, wow, I might pass. But then when I had a bite, it was, it was really fantastic. It was really good. The bacon jam and the yeah. garlic, breaded garlic strips. Oh, so good. Go really check good. it out at the wall. And, the blue goggle bacon and John bread. will be the one making them, not Jeremy Spencer. So yes, that's going to make goodness. you feel a, selling a lot point better. Right there. I do not have yes. a food license from <laughs> Utah or whatever. So, yeah, oh. check it out. Good stuff. Thanks, guys. Between the lines. You could have brought one in for me to try I today. I know. I'm just saying. I know. That's just our, saying. That's our bad. That's fine. That's but fine. now you should just go and buy it. I may just have to do that. Coming up, BYU Sports Nation about to hit the road. We'll tell you what you can expect the next two days in Vegas. Well, some of it. Plus, what cougar is crushing it in Canada? And did women's volleyball move up in the top ten? I want that bacon burger right now. Like, right now. I might miss the next segment, I'll be honest. Between the Lines on BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Martin's Collision Repair. The right repair, the right paint, the right choice. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to our guests today, Blaine Fowler, Matt Brown, and Lauren McLean. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up on the show, Greg Rubel, as well as uh, Jeff Judkins and Cassie Broadhead live <laughs> from Las Vegas <laughs> tomorrow. Las Vegas. How would how would the, how would Juddy uh, throw to our next segment? Let's whip it. Let's whip it's it. time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. I can picture it. <laughs> BYU football continues prep for their game against ECU on Saturday. You can watch post-practice interviews on the BYU TV Sports Facebook page coming up at 1.10 Eastern Time. Breaker Matthews is on the CFL All-Rookie Team as the right tackle. Matthews plays for the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Whoa! I don't even know how this happens. The women's volleyball team dropped a spot to number eight in the AVCA poll. They haven't lost since. Women's basketball. Come on! They take the court tonight. Blue and white scrimmage. 9 Eastern at the Merritt Center. If you're local, go check it out. Speaking of BYU Hoops, tomorrow, West Coast Conference Basketball Media Days in Las Vegas. BYU Sports Nation. A two-hour edition Wednesday. A two-hour edition Thursday. Athletics News. BYU Athletic Director Tom Holmo was inducted into the Utah Sports Hall of Fame last night. Holmo has been the AD at BYU since 2005. He also played for the Cougars from 1978 until 1982. Today's Rise and Shout is brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who gets it? How about we give it to Tom Holmo? The Athletic Director the athletic at the Brigham Young University. Great guy, great at what he does, and he knows... The relationship that he has with all of the students, like knows yeah. them by name. I wanted to bring that, that up. Is, that is so underrated. Yes. He goes to all the events he can. He knows the athletes by name. He knows the exact number of athletes yep. in the athletic department. The, the, uh, the manner in which he's very personable is amazing. So Tom Holman gets the rise and jump. Our Twitter question today. Do you believe BYU will win the next six games? Why or why not? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At NorCal Cougar. I think they live in Northern California. 95. Because the karma is real, you need to have the entire team in Studio B before they leave for East Carolina. I don't think there's room in here for everybody. Probably but, not. Like the the too deep, maybe. Uh, at uh, T Day Eight, yes! Exclamation point. BYU will beat ECU and will take that confidence with him the rest of the way, as long as they don't lose too many to injury. 
Have they lost too many already? I was going to say, I think we're past that at this point. Like, a lot of people are playing hurt, too. At yeah. Point. It's the, the, nobody wants to – they don't want to use it because it sounds like they're making excuses, and they're not. But it is a factor. You, it, you can't ignore how many people that they were going to rely on that have been hurt this year. Why are we so afraid of excuses? Like, Bo Hodge got hurt against Utah State. That's the one of the main reasons BYU lost. Like, it, it's ha- a, it is a reason why we're seeing some of the things we're seeing. That and seven turnovers. What? At Big Blue Eye. Of course they will. The team is sick of losing. They know these next six teams aren't anywhere as good. They're in a new season now. Now, the danger in thinking that all these teams stink, which is true, is that BYU kind of stinks right now. So BYU needs to not stink. They need to become the team they're supposed to become. In the back half of the season, in the last six. There will be opportunities for us to see the team that we expected and that the coaches and players expected of themselves. There will be opportunities over the significant six. The significant six, which you have dubbed. Which trademark, means. by the way. Really? No. But for the purposes of anybody wanting to <laughs> take it. Copyright or trademark. <laughs> I don't really know the difference, I'll be honest. Like Keep an the- alligator and a crocodile. Really, what's the difference? And what's a caiman? We were told a Cayman's in the mix. Like a baby alligator. Like a Chris Cayman. (laughs) Or Cayman Island. Or Cayman Island. Is that where all the Caymans are? Maybe. Our elite tweet of the day is at B7 Barnes. Greatness is forged. Can we play dramatic music? Greatness is forged in the furnace of adversity. This will only be a memory of growing pains. Hashtag Kalani's BYU. Hashtag keep the faith. Yes. The the NFL Films guy should have read that. Yes. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Keep the tweets coming. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. The show always on demand, BYUSN.com. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Keith Davies, BYU Sports Nation. Back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern, live from Las Vegas. That'll do it for us. Coming up in 12 minutes, go to the BYU TV Sports Facebook page to watch interviews. BYU aiming for six in a row, baby.